If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Part part my uh, my muffled speech. I had to put my mask on. Shout out, young Bob. He made these cool masks for yes, us. Yes, yes. 3D TRPE drones. I had to come through and show my mask today. I never put it on. I will. I, uh, I, I'll put it on every now and then. every time. I put it on. Somebody's like, "Oh, I need one of them." <laughs> we don't have them. We don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get up. We did. We did a licensing deal with Young Bob. <laughs> we we Young Bob man. Young Bob is is a is a is a, uh, a jack of all trades man. Yeah. He he super well connected. He gets you some stuff done man. Realest podcast ever episode one hundred and fifty one. I'm your host C Diddy. I am Matt. Makes me sick. <laughs> Matt Carolina Matt. Uh, back from a quick little vacay this weekend. Yeah. Uh, how was your weekend, man? Straight to the straight to the stew. Straight off the straight, road. Straight to the stew. I feel like prime Lil Wayne, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jump off the bus. Yeah. Fucking like quick DMX story. I remember probably 2012 or 13 back when I was uh doing music. Not me doing music, but I was my cousin and all of them was doing music and shit. I was the manager, CEO, whatever. We had a show at the TLA. And it was a DMX show. We was opening up. Mm-hmm. DMX was so late. They let niggas perform twice. Like the same. <laughs> they let songs? the openers perform. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, we know a couple of y'all just got in here. We gonna, we gonna bring we gonna bring we gonna bring them same niggas we're, back. We're gonna, we gonna run that shit back. That's funny as shit. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just unprecedented. Like literally, it was like the longest concert yeah. in fucking Philly history. The doors open at four. X got on stage at Yo, midnight. We we know y'all heard that shit already, <laughs> but uh, we gonna let you niggas rap again. Yeah. The one boy, uh, Chinko the Great man. Shout out Chinko. Chinko was one of the like great unsung rappers of like Philadelphia. Uh, from North Philly And uh, Chinko got up there And rapped for so long On his second performance That niggas went from Booing him To cheering They like Oh this is the greatest rapper Of all time By the time he got The minute 14 It was like Oh this nigga's phenomenal He pulled the Harlem Heat X came at 11.47, uh-huh. curfew on South Street is midnight. He comes at 11.47. They double park the tour bus on 4th Street. He runs down the alleyway for the TLA, comes in through the back, goes right on stage, and uh, and performs for like probably like another 45 minutes or something like that. They had to extend curfew and all of that shit. But apparently his tour bus, this was the story, tour bus caught a flat in Pittsburgh coming to Philadelphia and they had to fix the tour bus and then he just fucking came through. Yo, the reality of it is is like these motherfuckers be doing so many shows and going to so many places and so many appearances and radio yeah. interviews and DJ cuts and 106 and parks and dice games and yeah, it just to where <laughs> niggas bitches. Yeah, the shootouts every now and then to where it's just like it's hard to keep motherfucker on a, a schedule. You know, yeah. it's just it's difficult, but that's how I feel right now. I'm going to get some sleep tonight, hopefully, though. Yeah, you got to, man. You got to. We're going to power through this shit. 
Uh, uh, how was? What did you do all weekend? Nothing. Uh, for the sinus, <laughs> for the, for the sinus cold, still fighting it. Yeah. So, if y'all uh, you know, see me on YouTube audience, see me dip off and go blow my nose or whatever. That's what that is. Uh, cause you know. Consistency Still got a show for yeah, y'all man, I'm here cool. I got my vitamins I'm on Allegra Flonase Afrin All kind of shit I'm drugged up But We here baby uh, We here What did I do uh, Charlotte Went to Charlotte Went to South Carolina Down there for Jules Daughter birthday party um, It was fun man You know Being in the country Like I said I was down there fishing Oh man yeah, With vapor waffles on <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't know If they're in the right shoes But <laughs> I'm out there With a With a, with a uh, a hick white dude named Jimmy on the dock fishing. He, I'm gonna go get the boat, boy. We're gonna get the boat. We're gonna ride out there, go catch some catfish. You down? I'm like, uh, not really. But <laughs> I mean, you, you twist my arm. You twist my arm. Yeah, it was, it was funny as shit, though, being down there with them. Uh, shout out to the, um, like I said, Jules' daughter, Hollywood, all of them had me down there. It was fun as shit, man. Yeah. The, um, uh, what did I do? I was in Charlotte, uptown. I stayed at South Park Mall. Um, you know, South Park Mall is like their king of Prussia. Right, shit. right. Um, Went to dinner, went to this sushi lounge. That shit was lit. You know, I ain't even really a big sushi boy. Yeah. But they had the the sushi. You know, like, you know when you go to real sushi, not like the supermarket. Right. Like real sushi places. <laughs> not fresh grocer. Yeah, they get creative. <laughs> so the sushi one joint, it was the, what's the little fried shit to be in the tempura. tempura? It was a tempura wrap with crab meat. Around the sushi room. Oh shit Yeah it was It was it was next level Yeah I'm yeah. super boring Sushi boy Cause I don't eat Fucking seafood I eat the same thing Every time Spicy tuna roll Spicy might, tuna roll Might jazz it up sometimes Let me get the Philly roll Which is Smoked salmon uh, avocado, avocado Cream cheese Yeah That's as far as That's I good go. Yeah I, I, I still can't do The raw tuna I mean the raw sushi Oh the sashimi It's hard It's, yeah. it's just Literally It's a rough go about it <laughs> A rough a, a, a raw piece of fish smattered over yeah. bit, over the rice. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I can't. They look too much like a slug. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. but I'm watching motherfuckers with plates of just all kinds of designer sushi, yeah. and I'm just like, I, I yeah. Know. Friend to the show who's also banned from the show. Ayo, he likes sushi bowl. That's mm-hmm. his whole thing. You know, he'll never come up here to talk about it, but nonetheless. Did we really ban him? He's done. Okay. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, done. he's done. Never again. I love him to death. It's my brother. Uh, Never man. again. I went to Steak 48. Oh, my God. I went to Steak 48. <laughs> can we get the, the uh, Matt Cain Steak 48 review? <sighs> I've never been so oversold <laughs> on a... On a experience. Because the way niggas was like, yo, it's like immaculate service that ev- everything is a one and then when i put it out there i'm like wait till i get my review on the pod and it's just like right. people like yeah i ain't gonna hold you that jones kind of bullshit <laughs> yeah that you know i spent 500 dollars. it was it wasn't worth people like no see what it is you got to go tuesday i went tuesday around three in the afternoon <laughs> it's just like yo this is a 19 star restaurant why do i gotta go tuesday in the afternoon why friday night is you know what i'm saying be, so too popping that's why i shit the club on a friday night we pull up um we pull up to the valet. Instantly, my first thought is, damn, Chad was right. Because you had a quote on Twitter where you said, all niggas did through the pandemic was blow money that they never going to have again in their lives and go to State 48 <laughs> completely out of dress code. That was my first thought. When I pulled up, That's I'm it. like, and here goes the nutty part. You know, I'm. this is how I normally dress. Yeah. Ball shorts, t-shirt, sneakers. You came prepared. I put myself <laughs> in the dress code. <laughs> Do you know how hard that was? Like, I put myself in the dress code. So for me to pull up, it was a chick with a, a sports bra, biker shorts, and heels. 
And I just was like, huh, yo. That's out of control. It was wild. So I pull up, we pull up to the valet. The valet was very, very good. Valet was excellent. I'll give them valet an a. Valet lost my car. <laughs> okay, so you so you're not gonna give I'm them an A plus. <laughs> I'm out on the valet. Alright, well we can go do this again, right? The old head, the old head that was there before me, right? <laughs> Tell her they lost my car. Forty-five minutes. Uh, they park really at the, the only thing they have to do. They, yeah. park the, they park at the Bellevue next door. Lost right. my car. Forty-five minutes gone. Old head that was there. He put in to get his car before me. They couldn't find his car for an hour and a half. He got so upset. And you I remember you telling me this story. He was one yeah. of these big money, like older white, white guys, guys or whatever. He was like, "Listen, right? This was double-breasted coat for no reason. This is what we're gonna do." And it's like the coldest day of the year, yeah. on like January eighteenth or whatever fuck that Saturday was. He said, "This is what we're gonna do." I live down the street. I'm going to catch a cab or walk home and just put an insurance claim in, and then y'all can pay for the car. Because I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> Listen, this shit is stolen. <laughs> this, shit, this is out of control. At this point, it's just stolen. Don't go get it. Yeah, please don't ever go get it. Don't get it. You gave him the car. Hey, fuck it. It's yours now. They, gave, they, the man, they had every man. You know they got like 19 managers? Yeah. They had every manager come out front and converge upon him. And offering them all type of free potato coupons and <laughs> all kind of shit. And he's just like, yo, I'm ne- like, what part of I'm never coming here again? Free potato Don't coupons. Don't y'all understand? Like, it's never happened. That's kind of how I feel. So I give Valet an A+. The Valet situation was great. I pulled up. Probably got, because they lost my GT. Yeah, probably. You lose a car in the Valet. <laughs> You're not getting an A+. Plus. <laughs> you forget that. That's out of the window. You blew that. Yeah. So pull up to the Valet situation. Get out. Um, like I said, they were they were on it. They came over, opened both doors. He fixed my collar. You know what I'm saying? He's oh, a he's oh your collar, little. Hey, <laughs> get you right. There you go. I'm like good looking, my man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not used to this collar shit. You know what I'm saying? Boom, valet was good. He gave me the shit for the phone. He was like, "Yo, when you ready to go?" Boom, boom, boom. Uh, text the the link. Um, you can pay card or cash, whatever, whatever. Um, we just ask that you give us at least ten minutes to get your car out here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like understandable. Ain't no lot. Cross- hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before the street cool go in come in say yo we got reservation they like okay happy anniversary it's like oh it's pretty lit it's lit cool okay they take us right to our seat there was no wait none of that shit we go right to the seat this is where it just kind of knows <laughs> this, is just, this is where they went kamikaze <laughs> there's a line of like i'm i see three people like three chicks standing there i'm like the fuck is going on they were waiting to take pictures on the step 
So I'm just like, all right, that's kind of wild. But never mind that. You know what I'm saying? Keep, never mind them and these illuminated stuff. Yeah, never mind that. Keep past that boom. We sit down at the table. We sit down at the table. Just sit upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs. Okay. Sit right next to the kitchen. Like you, the kitchen is the the um the 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 backdrop. I don't know how the proper terminology would be to explain it, but um the kitchen is like right behind you. Like it was like that. Oh, gotcha. You. you know what I'm saying? So it was cool. We sitting there. Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, six minutes, eight minutes. I'm like, minutes. I'm like, you know, the fuck? like, we didn't get menus for the first ten minutes. Shit. Like, didn't get me to the point where we pulled the menus up on our phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the boy comes over. He was like, "Hey, what's going on? I'm whatever the fuck my name is for the late you know, as hell." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this was my table. I didn't look at this, the John right, whatever, whatever. So he like, um, hey, uh, you know, here go the menus. We like, we already pulled it up on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. So he's like, can I get you started with some drinks? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a Diet Coke, um, just a little bit of ice and some lemons. Same shit I always order. She got a, 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 a old-fashioned, some, some drink she yeah. got, whatever, whatever. So a couple minutes pass, he comes back with the Diet Coke. He's like, I'm going to get you started on some bread. Y'all want to do the Parmesan bread or the regular butter bread? We like, can you half and half it? He was like, yeah, yeah perfectly, boom, boom, boom. Go back, get the bread. He puts the soda on the table, the glass, and he starts to pour it. I'm like, oh, you don't got to pour it? He's like, but I want to. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, this is getting weird. I, I'm like, no, you don't have to because, I, I, you know, I don't like soda sitting in a bunch of ice. Just yeah, I'll, I'll ration it myself. I'll get to it. He's like, you're sure. And I'm like, yes, it's, it's fine. It's my pleasure. It's, it's, it's actually my soda. I'm good. So he walks off again. So then he comes back. He's like, can I get you guys started on some appetizers? Uh, what do we do for the appetizers? Uh, calamari. Okay. I think the calamari. Whatever. Because I, I, you know, I don't do appetizers anymore. Yeah. Every, everybody was like, it, it's not like on some money shit. I just I can't, control. Yeah. I can't eat the shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I know how, like... Half of this meal isn't getting eaten, so I just I don't I've gotten and I, I used to always be that boy like when I was big Matt yeah I'm coming in yeah give me this on appetizer give me that on appetizer then the meal give me this you know what I'm saying yeah now it's like I get an appetizer and run through it by the time the meal comes like you bring me some foil <laughs> big dog like <laughs> I'm not doing nothing with that yeah so we sit in there chilling chilling he come back he like you guys ready to put your order in you know what I'm saying I'm like yeah you know she she got the uh, the rack of lamb now she's a lamb chop fanatic that's yeah. her thing she's just always a lamb chop person and you know the lamb chop it's from colorado i don't know what that means or what that matters yeah. but he was like most of the lamb in this country comes from new zealand or australia this lamb comes from colorado so it's better and i'm like well if it's coming from new zealand it's a little <laughs> further i gotta j just ship it alone <laughs> you know what i'm saying like but nonetheless import duty on yeah. that must be through the roof so it, the the lamb chop says mp you know market price you know when you see market price you know this shit ain't yeah, 35 get, get bucks loop. right exactly so she gets the lamb chops i got the 22 ounce ribeye i always say the bone in ribeye has become like one of my favorite that's chunks. my shot for sure so um he asked me how do i want it prepared i say could you do medium plus he was like certainly he's like okay you know what you you know because medium plus ain't something everybody really know about like i, I don't know about it yeah, it's it's like it's a it's it's not a red center. It is a red center, but it's not like it's not supposed to be runny red okay. at a medium place. You know, medium is still like you know, it's still a little little. Yeah. It's, Depending on where you at, right? Yeah, it might you might poke some blood out there, right? Yeah. Like if you got an Omar Tate, you are gonna get a good. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you got you know Hank, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hank that court the thirty seven to work. He gonna burn it. He gonna burn. <laughs> 
He don't burn that bitch. Right. He got on galoshes. <laughs> yeah, he gonna burn that Joe. So I asked for a medium plus. Sides, you know, I'm a Brussels sprout fanatic, so always Brussels sprouts. And everybody told me the sweet potatoes were really good. Sweet potatoes are trash, by the way. Just in general, I hate sweet potatoes. Oh, did you have those? No. Oh, no. I didn't even bother. Listen, the I sweet did. potatoes were A+. Plus. Okay. It was the only A+, plus of the entire... <laughs> of the entire... The sweet, of, a, of a D plus evening. I, I will give that. The, the sweet potatoes are an A+. Plus. I don't know what the fuck they put in there. Yeah. I don't know if salt is making them. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but they are really, really okay. good. That's good. Um, The Brussels sprouts were like... Yeah. What happened? And you know, I'm a Brussels sprout dude, so I can yeah. eat them all the time. They were just like, they weren't that good. Whatever. The steak comes. He says, um, don't touch the plate. It's 500 degrees. I'm like, okay, cool. Understandable. I cut the steak, and I mean, like, it was like a C-section. I'm just like, yo, uh. what is happening? Like, what? So to the point where, like, I just had to cut the steak off the bone and lay it down on the plate. So it could cook. So more. it could cook some more. You know what I mean? So her lamb chop, she like... They were cool. They weren't like extravagant lamb yeah. chops, like over the top or whatever, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't until the bill came and she saw that the lamb chops was $100. And she was like, come on. Like, they're not 100 She's like, I've, I've had lamb chops at Barclay. I've had lamb chops at Fogo. Lamb chops at Del Frisco's. Yeah. They're all better than these. Like, yeah, my favorite lamb chops is uh, Budokan. Budokan. She was even saying, she was like, lamb chops. And you know, Budokan and AC, it was like 10 lollipop Jones on yeah. it. This shit was eight. And the, the, the lamb chops of Budokan was 60 bucks. So yeah. it's just like to see double the price here is like, y'all on. on. I, I expected it to be like big, meaty right. lamb. Even like uh, Slick the other day was posting his homie that sell food. And his lamb chops was like, right. them, them Jones look like $100. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, steak was, eh. The crazy part is I, I boxed it up and I threw it out. Like I didn't even reheat it. Like, that's how unimpressed I was. I was just like, honestly, not trying to be funny, I've had a better bone and ribeye at Longhorn. You Like, how motherfuckers like, no, you got to go on Tuesday. Yeah. You go to Longhorn on the right night, <laughs> that $30 ribeye right. is better. Than that. It's just, now, Longhorn the sleeper. Longhorn got a crazy salmon. Dog, Longhorn got a real good Brussels sprout dish. Yeah. Like, side. You know, seriously. But anyway, uh, like I said, lamb chops, Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes, um... Like I said, I had the the twenty two ounce ribeye. Um, it was it was just it was okay. It was food. It was food. It was food. Yeah. Now the section or the area we were sitting in when we first got there was like, you know, real popping and a a melting pot of cultures. At certain point, it just turned into niggas, <laughs> and I guess I just missed that. It turned into uh, L.A. Live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shorty comes in there. She had on like a bathing suit. Right, yeah, and that's why I was just like, "All right, Chad wasn't bullshit." And I'm like, "No one adheres to the to the because they all bought reservations from like some bar back, <laughs> some shit." And it's like he all, he didn't told them all his cousins is coming, so they don't got to be in dress code. Like, one boy no. had on dickies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, you gonna get a dicky boy every night. Yeah. Every yeah, night. He had on with McQueen's, which I still don't understand. But all right, that's a wild leg. <laughs> Dickies with McQueen's is wild. But the thing that fucked me up the most, the chick was sitting there at the table, the chick with the bathing suit, and you know they have an appetizer where it's um fried lobster yeah. tails. I guess I saw them put it on the plate on the table, and I guess she bit into like too much tail like she had a little too much dip on the chip, and it was some shell in there. And I swear to God, she was like. Mm. And spit, and I was like, 
that's it. <laughs> Check me. It's <laughs> like, what, yo? Uh, she straight. <laughs> that joint, like, over onto the floor. And I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, what, yo? Like, like where am I? Where am I? <laughs> I was like, and I, I joked earlier on my story, we was going to Stake 38 in Cherry Hill. <laughs> I'm like, we'd have been better off. At yeah. Stake 38. Damn, yeah, yeah it, it was it was wild. So the food was just food. The the atmosphere, like I said, or maybe we just had a not great waiter or whatever. I still tip him 50 bucks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and the 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 service wasn't like from what I and that's the the joint for me. What I thought it was gonna be the way niggas was like. No, you get out and like a genie come down with a carpet and say like that's what I I thought I was gonna see a whole new world in this yeah. motherfucker. I, it was none of that and Damn. like not trying to leave. Like, you know it's not that good when you and her both get in the car and it's like we could have went to we could have went. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And it gets so bad where it's like we could have went to Chick Fil A. You know what I'm <laughs> like? But that's really where I was at. Like as far as restaurants in this city and it goes to the Omar Tay interview we just did. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Me personally, dining wise in this city, like in Philadelphia, what was the joint that was on the, the high rise downtown? R2L. That was good. I hated R2L. I liked R2L. They're gone now. Yeah, they done. They're, they were good. What was the other one? Um, Gene George's, have you been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I like the, I they're like really, really. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Yeah. But as far as like a, a, a like an ambiance type vibe yeah. situation, I got them ahead of like pretty much everybody. Yeah. As far as food, Budokan and motherfucking Barclay Prime still can't be touched to me. At all. To me. At all. That's those are my two favorites. I, I, I go to Budokan four times a month. Budokan yeah. never misses. I've been to Budokan in New York, Philly, and AC. I haven't had them miss yet. Yeah. With anything. In none of the rice dishes. I got the fucking fried snapper. And I'm, I was like, I knew I was feeling it yeah. that night because I'm, cause, I'm trying some shit. Because this ain't normally me. That shit was delicious. Like yeah. I haven't had Budokan miss ever. Yeah, Budokan is the is the is the top dogs, and I like uh, Butcher and Singer a lot too. She was talking about was it Butcher and Singer or Walensky's? One, I think it was Butcher and Singer. Is that the one with the real good bread? She was talking, yeah. She was saying she was like we could have went to Butcher and Singer. Yeah, Butcher and Singer yeah. is fly. Butcher and Singer got a 1920s theme. Um, like the little small tables and all that, real dimly lit mm-hmm. like opera style uh, seating and all of that shit. Like Butcher and Singer is super dope. And then the music in Stake Forty Eight. Play some PD Crack for you. Duh, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm, I'm, if I'm in a 19 star steakhouse, right in dress code, why the fuck are y'all playing? I kissed a girl and I liked it. Like, why the fuck is this playing? Top 40. <laughs> it was just strange. But you know, when you go to like a real steakhouse, it's like yeah. that. That 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 Harlem Renaissance yeah, Roaring Twenties, yeah, yeah, like it's like that real drawn out operaish music. Yeah. But for y'all to have hey, we on, do, hey, we do a little different here. The shit from <laughs> that that plays in Target, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did as left there, and I'm like, it's as far as the food, not even close to Budokan or yeah. Barclay Prime. As far as experience, Gene George's is still probably up there with probably the best in this city. Yeah. Um. 
like I said, valet, I texted the valet. They, I came out. My car was right there. Had the doors open. It was cool, cool. You know, it was the valet was was and the sweet potatoes. Best part of the night. Valet and sweet potatoes Dang. was A+. Plus. Outside everything else, I'm just like, y'all lied. <laughs> you know, like that's really how I felt. I'm like, and then when I put it on my, my story, I had so many people yeah. that was just like, yo, it was overrated like a motherfucker. Like, yeah. and literally people was like, yo, my bill was 550. My bill was 630. And, and Lee was like, how? And I'm like, think about it. The, the fried lobster appetizer was like 50 bucks. So you just get that, you at 50. Off the rip. If you get, um... Let's say you get the 18 ounce filet and you get the lamb chop. So don't let y'all both get it. Let you get the lobster because that's Mark. You yeah. get the lobster and she get the lamb tail, lamb, lamb chop. Now we had 250. That's 250 just in that. Plus you at 300. Let y'all have a couple drinks. You at 360. Yeah. Um, sides. They got a, a mac and cheese side with shrimp and something else in it. 30 bucks. Like you go get a couple sides. You at four something. By the time the bill come with a dessert, you know, the little, uh, the little tree shit they got. With yeah. the you get a couple of them, like, yeah, you bill at 500 yeah, And then once you... you said he went there. If you're not a nigga, you factor in a tip that's going to be a bean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. My man went there. He was there on, like, a Wednesday. He said the girl he went with ordered everything. Yeah. I mean, everything. Like, let me get this. Let me get this. I mean, like, she ordered, like, four meals. Yeah. And ate all of them. Then on top of that, whatever he ordered, and then <laughs> what does I say? Yeah, that brother started. <laughs> ordered everything on the like, so he literally sitting there. He, he recap. Listen, right? He recapping this shit to me. Yeah, he that like, brother started. He, he like he said he feeling like Dave Chappelle on half baked when he took the girl on a date with ten dollars. Yeah, when the shit was wrong. <laughs> then. Then, then our homie had his baby that night. He oh. like, yo, we had the hospital. You know, me and my girl at the hospital, whatever, whatever. She just had the baby. Whoop de whoop. Like, we ain't even eat nothing. Out. It's like, oh, I'm at steak 48. All right, bet. Get me something. So then they put their orders in. That was another 253. He said, man, I spent $900 yeah. in there yeah. on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you feel like a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have went to Cousins. Nigga. <laughs> fed the whole hood. For, for the month. <laughs> That shit crazy. 900 on a Wednesday? <laughs> oh, shit. He said the girl ordered lobster, two steaks, appetite. Like, I was like, you know, I'm like, yo, I, I'd have pulled my dick out of the table. Yeah. Like, it, like, it, it, like, it, it, yeah. like. The crazy part is when it, when it comes to like the fine dining shit, you have to understand something. The food is like, it's like neck and neck with experience. Yes. You know what I mean? Because realistically, I could go to like the hood and get a good ass piece of salmon. No bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I might get my head ripped off <laughs> for going, it. going to get it. But I could go get a good ass piece of salmon and some good ass sides to go with it. Yeah. So it's like you're paying for the experience and the ambiance and like, you know, just the 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 aura of of what you're sitting in and, and around. Yeah. So it's like when I see bitches in bathing suits talking about that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? This can't go. Yeah, the nobody being in dress code is the best part because no, no one, like, no one, no one. Yeah, no one. And they was like super strict with that shit for about a good. Th- 24 oh years. no they don't give a fuck about the dress code now <laughs> yeah, they're not even asking they used to have a person at the door like checking to make sure that you were in dress code 
Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the dress code's the second thing on their website. <laughs> and the dress code is this long. The, it's the a dress long, code is a menu. It's, <laughs> it's a long-ass yeah. list. All um, to say no niggas, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then what you do, let all niggas in. Because mm. nobody else is coming there. That's kind of how it felt, yo. Yeah, nobody else is coming there. Because it's like, all right, if I'm a if I'm a multi-millionaire business owner, whatever, fucking day trader, whatever the case may be, I'm not coming to hear Katy Perry and see a nigga in ball shorts fucking eat steak with his hands. Yeah. Like, I'm not coming to see that shit or be a yeah. part of that. I'm gonna go to Barclay or Butcher and Singer, whatever, where I know everybody there or whatever the case may be, and I don't have to deal with none of this nonsense. Cause you're not even getting in. Cause they literally don't need your money. Yeah. Steak forty eight needs your money. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah. yeah like anything goes. Because they know, like the way Philly culture is, it's like the a, window is is only it's, but it's so a big. City, so it's, it's only like, oh, but we so got big. The ball right now. We might not. Del Frisco's fucking remodels do some crazy shit or something. Meeks, Meek, Meek, this is... <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's over. Like, it's, oh, we're going to pack this shit up and go back to Houston. Yeah. So we got to get every coin we can get right now. I saw the Stake 48 in uh, Charlotte the other night because it was right across from my yeah. hotel. Cause I, I, I won't do that again. It looked... <laughs> it, I, crazy part is, like, the couple people I know in Charlotte said that the Stake 48 in Charlotte was a really, really nice experience. But again, niggas told me that about <laughs> Philadelphia, so I, I don't, I don't really know at this point. Yeah. But yeah, if, if 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 I have to give it a rating, I'd give it a C. You said the same thing about Eddie V's, though. I hate Eddie V's, but I go there all the time. It's, <laughs> it's down the, down the street. street. Like, I live. I and live. that's how I feel. Like with the move, it's like I'm gonna be in there. I'm like, then fuck Jets. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> To, I mean, it's very like to me. It's very average food. Like mm. compared to a Barclay, a Budokan, um, uh, a Fleming's. Fleming's is my spot too. I go to Fleming's a lot. So mm -hmm. much so they gave me a whole free meal the other day because they fucked up uh, my service. But uh, yeah, like Eddie V's is like ninth on my list of where like I would prefer to go. My girl love that shit, but she don't know no better. <laughs> 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 she thinks it's great. Like oh. uh yeah, but if I had to get steak forty eight, I I would give it overall C minus. Yeah, I mean the night I went, I had a good time. I went for my took my mom for a birthday. She had a, she had a reservation. I paid for everybody to go meet her, her husband, and all that. Uh -huh. uh, we had a good time. Food was good, all of that. But it just it wasn't a busy night because it was cold. You know, niggas don't really fuck with the cold, so right. niggas wasn't really in there. It was some niggas in there with some questionable shit on, but they wasn't like they didn't go full berries. No. Like they was cool. Like niggas had some Dior sneaks on, like a little weird. Somebody had on a Fila sweatset, oh, like shit. the Fila shirt with the Fila pants. I'm like, dog, you look like Nas. <laughs> like, like, what the look fuck? Like my uncle Tone. <laughs> 57 Spruce. <laughs> well, Mike, I'm saying, uh, niggas come home from jail, tell everybody who bought them clothes. Like, and, you know, Frank bought me this. <laughs> 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 he, was, he was like, yeah, you know, Tony bought me two sweaters. Dead <laughs> ass. I'm like, you look like Esco, dog. Like, what the fuck? Like, not trying to be funny, nobody was in dress code. Yeah, you know, you know, on the dress, you know, you women ain't even supposed to wear crazy cleavage in that dress. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a modest, like conservative type spot. It was titty balls everywhere, <laughs> my nigga. I'm talking about areolas was sticking out, like titties was everywhere in that joint. Yeah, we in a different place. We in, we in a different place. You're not supposed to wear no joggers. Um, it, it's a lot of little rules that's supposed yeah. to take place. No backwards hats, and you can only wear a hat at the bar. I saw hats. <laughs> you know who wears a hat all the time? 
You're looking at him. Oh, yeah. I you, always have a hat on. A you hat know on. what I didn't wear? <laughs> a fucking hat. Because you read the dress code. It like, I it. didn't wear. I wear hats every fucking day. I hate my head out. Yeah. I didn't have a hat on. Listen, man, I've gone to restaurants. This is how, like, nervous I be about dress code <laughs> sometimes. Like, I've gone to restaurants. I, I have anxiety. Y'all have anxiety about the dress code. I like, don't want to get turned away. Yo, me and my. <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Girl with the Houston's up. It's a Houston's up in North Jersey. Right. It's in a strip mall where the Ocean Air. And you a bunch said of, had the real good ribeye. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Fucking, they had this Hawaiian uh, glaze yeah. on it or whatever. Real good fucking ribeye. We both had the same shit. Uh, but I, I literally had a change of clothes in the car. Like yeah. they was like, yo, you ain't getting in with that fucking Kiff shirt on, nigga. That pocket tee. Yeah. You're not getting in. I had a. I had, all right. Hold on a second. Hold on. I hold everything. A, I have a sweater in the car. Like I was prepared to change. It didn't make me change, but it's just like niggas is just like this. And this is good as it get. Yeah. Like I got my good dickies on the tan jones. <laughs> I got my good dickies. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I just opened these, so like <laughs> I just bought these out of my man. Normally, my man trunk. Normally I would wear Tim's. If I was going to Nell Frisco's, I would wear Tim's. You see I have on the McQueen. I put the McQueen's so on. So that changes everything. And I have on look Dior belt. Yeah. So obviously like I took the dress code serious yeah. and y'all should proceed to let yeah. me in the establishment. Dickies with McQueen's and a and a Louis or Dior belt. <laughs> That's a real live dressed like up. dressed up. Ain't play no games tonight. <laughs> real conservative like. <laughs> I'm a button my dicky up to the top. You know what I'm saying? So you know I'm serious about oh, getting man. in the restaurant. Give us your uh in fact put that on the Patreon. Give us your, your steak forty eight opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. who how, who liked it, who didn't like it, yes. what happened, how'd you feel? Cause so many people were DMing me. Too too much for me to read. Like so many people were talking about how they didn't like it. And I, you know, not trying to diss nobody, but the people who were saying they really, really enjoyed it, I'm just like, Yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, I can understand that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you would you would love that. Yeah, you know what I mean? It sounds right up yeah, alley. But yeah, I, I I'd give it a C minus if yeah. I had to grade it. Um Definitely not fucking with Barclay. Definitely not fucking with Budokan. Um, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, yo. We were saying the other day, I still like Del Frisco's. And I know niggas kind of burnt it out yeah. at one point. I go to the other one now. The, Del the grill. Frisco's grill. I haven't been in the grill yet. Grill's but fire. But me personally, the best filet I had in the city is, is Del Frisco's. Yeah. I still like the 12 ounce. When they do the... The three, the the three uh, fillets yeah, where you can get yeah, yeah. the blue cheese on one, the 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 uh, the scallop on like the, the Frisco's can't be touched. Yeah. As far as I I personally just think they're the best steak. I love their ambiance. I love their booths. Yeah, I, I love their calamari. Yeah, they start enforcing the dress code again, and then niggas went around the corner. Oh, niggas, oh, <laughs> oh, y'all serious? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> You'll never see me again. Never see me again <laughs> until you drop the dress code. <laughs> then I'll be back. <laughs> Cause they bars a square and y'all join more like straight yeah. down. I like y'all, but it, you never yeah. again. So you drop the dress code. I haven't been in the grill though. I'll be around the corner. The grill is fire. Grill got a nice ass bar set up. Yeah, I see it on because I drop past it. Yeah, all the, time. the grill, yeah. the grill is fire, and it's like it's considerably less expensive than Del Frisco's. Okay, but it's like good, same similar quality mm -hmm. stuff. Just uh, it's like a couple different cuts and stuff like that. Remember when Roof Chris was like everybody's oh, join, like the go to. Me and Marty, we went there on lunch and the set the uniforms. The precipice of good eating at a time was Roof Chris and, like, if you took the family to Hibachi. Mm. Like, you went to Hibachi on Delaware Ave or Jenkintown. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, you went to Hibachi, You dog. went to, were they cooking in front of you? 
Oh man, what you get? <laughs> what you get? <laughs> you got the steak and the shrimp, nigga. Oh my god, your, your dad rich? Like, Did the bull do the onion volcano? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> that was the pinnacle of good eating. Chart House was up there for a little. No, second. Chart House was the shit. Chart House was up there for a little second. I ain't been at Chart House in years. Though. Yeah, my my homies had a party at Chart House. I got into a situation. <laughs> my bitches was fighting over me in front of Chart House. It was messy. It was like ten years ago. I'm glad I changed my life, got it together. Taylor, one of our uh, listeners just DM me, "Are you single?" So I might have some action for you later on. I am not single. Sorry. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Oh. Crushing dreams on a uh, yeah. whatever day this is. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, the days is running together. I have no idea. Well, next week we're gonna bring Taylor on and do absolutely. The See that, that that fast we learned something about Taylor. Yes, t- you know what I'm saying. So we, we we're learning as you guys are learning also. All right, fuck this food. Fuck these All restaurants. Right, real quick, we gotta get into some, we got administrative. some administrative work. All right, so real quick, shout out to our uh, water sponsor, Liquid Death. The official water sponsor of the Rose Podcast Summer and Last Out Media. Yes. You hear, you hear how that cracks right on air? That's refreshing water right there. So uh, I still had to smell it when I open it. <laughs> Just you do think it has yeah. a bulk. It does, it's water. I promise y'all it's water. Uh, so shout out to Liquid Death. Make sure y'all go to y'all <laughs> local uh, Wegmans and Walmart and get y'all Liquid Death water. So that's that. Uh, where's that? 7-Elevens. 7-Elevens too. Absolutely. They have uh, still and sparkling uh, water. Uh, Alright so real quick Subscribe on the Patreon Subscribe on the Patreon Subscribe on the Patreon I've been telling y'all for weeks I was trying to figure this thing out I figured it out Memorial Day weekend We will be having a huge sale For the VIP tier 35% off uh, For the uh, Patreon So instead of 2021 It will be 1313 For that entire weekend That means Friday, Saturday, Sunday And Monday 1313 for that weekend And for the first uh, week of the month discount on the vip tier because we want everybody to experience all of the content that we dropping on patreon every single month and don't miss nothing that way you don't got to be hitting me up asking me to explain the tiers even though the tiers say exactly what they are jules the other on the patreon. Like y'all explain it every show it's just every in, show it's incredible because it's always nine people that are like oh so what am i getting for this money and it's like refer back to your tier man yeah so that's that. So uh, <laughs> start from scratch. Yeah, where's where's <laughs> scratch, nigga? Where yeah. the, the sign up sheet, motherfucker? So that's that. Thirty five percent off all Memorial Day weekend TRPE, which is this weekend coming up. Thirty five percent off all Memorial Day weekend for the Rose Podcast Hour. Or is that next week? What the fuck is today? Today's the seventeenth. Oh, so two weeks, two weekends from now. I fucked that up. Uh, as we stated on OT14, for those that are on the VIP tier, all the other tiers are getting an increase. You're getting bumped up. The price of the brick is going up because we are now producing a total of eight additional pods per month for the VIP tier. In addition to the AMAs and the live streams and all of that shit that you only get on VIP. So <clears throat> the way it's going to go. Uh, base tier, b- bumping it up to $5. You get two pods a month plus some additional content, you know, when we post the funny pictures, Mike Tyson grabbing titties, shit cool like that. All right, boom, that's that. Right. TRPE Nation, 824, probably going to keep that one the same. Uh, or that might go to $10. I don't know yet. But for that one, you're going to get four additional uh, audio podcasts a month. Plus, we're working out the kinks with the video shit because you have to use Vimeo, which is horrible. Yeah. Don't want to have to do use Vimeo. We got to figure something else out for the video portion of the podcast. But for the eight twenty four two ten dollars, I don't know yet. <clears throat> you get a minimum of four uh, audio podcasts per month plus the additional content. Now this is the big dog tier, VIP tier. Uh, twenty twenty one a month for the next month. 
the all of Memorial Day weekend plus the first week of the month, 1313, 35% off. And you're going to get eight audio pods a month, plus a live stream, plus early access to the the live show tickets, which will be dropping very, very soon. Yes, we got a live show coming up. We're live show is coming details. up very soon. Ironing out. The iron is out. The steamer, all of that. We're getting all the kinks out. Live show coming soon. VIP tier, we'll get access to that first. Now, just so y'all know, it's about 160 people on our VIP tier on Patreon, meaning... If we get a venue and they say, hey, your max capacity is 160 and the VIPs buy them all, sucks to be you. You just fucking shit out of luck. So what should you do? Get on the VIP tier. Bingo. Bingo. So now there's additional incentive for you to be on VIP tier. On top of the discount, live show tickets going on sale soon. VIPs get the first crack at that shit. Now, next administrative. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you like all the motherfucking videos. Sean Cotton video is at 80k views right now. Thank y'all for the support. Uh, internet is internet is sphere. People out there. Louis V. Gutter 15k. Black Poppy 1,000 views right now. No promotion. No additional push behind it. Thank y'all for the support and for that. Make sure you watch the Young Bob interview and all the other videos on the channel. We got one talking about the AR Ab situation. We got all types of shit going on right now on YouTube. We're making a splash over there and we are pushing toward 5,000 subscribers and when we get to 5,000 subscribers there's going to be some sort of giveaway and when we hit 300 overall subscribers on Patreon giveaway also. We're almost there. Almost there. We we closing in. We had 280 and some change. I ain't gonna tell y'all the number, but at 300, at or about 300, we're gonna give y'all some. We're gonna give do uh some randomized giveaways. It's not just gonna be one because we want multiple people to benefit from that. So we're gonna give y'all some stuff. Uh, probably some sex pills, some cool shit like that. I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. So that's all that administrative stuff. Liquid Death, Patreon, YouTube, merch coming back soon. I keep lying to y'all saying merch is this week. It's an arduous process. I just saw another fucking merch vendor that we might be using. I don't know. But we might just have Young Bob just do the, take over the whole operation yeah. and just send us a check every month. I right. don't know. <clears throat> right. That's looking like the likely scenario. Makes the most sense. It makes the most fucking sense because all the designs are done. They just need to be printed out and sent to people. So that's everything, man. We appreciate the support to this point as far as Patreon, YouTube growth, all of that. Make sure y'all keep supporting. Let's try to get this Sean Cotton video to 100K views. Uh, let's try to get Louis V. Gunner to 20K, Black Poppy to 5K, uh, Young Bob to 1,000, and then we go from there, and then we'll give y'all an uh, update. I'm with it. <laughs> all right, so topics. Uh, Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Joe Buttons. <laughs> it's right there. It's just... So, so... It's turned into one of the worst soap operas... Of all in, time. In modern urban history. It's, it's, it's such a... It's such a multi-pronged situation. And it's just like... My biggest thing in all of it is like Joe just keeps putting his foot in his mouth and then having to walk the situ walk stuff back like not in a week, not in two weeks, the next show. Yeah. <laughs> like like, oh yeah, on Tuesday I said that y'all niggas was ingrates and y'all don't respect me and all this whole shit. Hey, it's Saturday, I'm back and I'm sorry. <laughs> and I adamantly apologize and oh by the way, my therapist is here <laughs> to talk me through Yes, he brought his he brought his therapist yeah. on the show, Teller, yes. He brought his therapist on the show to try to give him an on-the-air diagnosis of 
him, Rory, and Maul, and why everybody's acting the way that they are acting. And, uh, you know, the situation is just kind of a filthy situation. Um, they th The situation trended on Twitter this week and then again this weekend. Trended on Twitter this week, took over the fucking airwaves. Joe Button trended number one, mm -hmm. all of that shit. Fucking everybody in the universe, the Breakfast Club, Hot 97 Morning Show, every podcaster, every YouTuber, Put up some sort of response to the Joe Button shit. Even Kevin Hart just did one on his podcast. Yo, I saw that, but I didn't click. Yeah, on he it. just basically said Joe is a poor leader and that he lacks transparency and that this is all his fault because he's a leader. So if, if you have a if you have a, a civil unrest within your situation because of lack of transparency, and every time people ask for transparency, you curse them the fuck out right. and tell them that they a piece of shit and a donkey. Like this is how you end up with all your business on the internet and you fucking having a <coughs> going stark raving mad for three hours on a podcast when every 10 minutes you said i'm done with this and then you went on for two more hours now <clears throat> before we get into the minutiae of it how do you feel about the the episode with him going off without them there because we heard the one with them there where it seemed like everything was cool seemed seen yeah but people were dissecting that and picking that episode apart too because then he did an episode where they aren't there and that's when he was like you're fired and yeah he did two they came back they were all for 12 shows mm -hmm. they came it, it, 13 including the kevin samuel show okay so they were all for 13 shows came back did two shows the first one was them like getting into the who but they were still holding back and not stating like you a fuck nigga this what happened it's money on the line this accounting firm that you hired is on some bullshit. But like they didn't like really come with it. Everybody was still being like on some passive. I'm too cool for this. Yeah. I'm built different and blah blah blah. Shit don't like this. Shit don't worry me. Yeah. I don't trip off no, yeah. And then it turned into then when they got exposed because people start like we see through all of this. Like this is bullshit. Right. And then they came back. They did another show. About a 47-minute mark, according to Joe. They were burnt out, done. Nobody didn't really have nothing else to say. It was a pointless show. They didn't even need to do it because there were still issues that they didn't get out on the other show right. or behind the scenes, which they said they had a six-hour private conversation followed by a three-hour reunion podcast, and nothing got fucking solved. Right. It still was like a agree to disagree, but it's like when you're talking about a multi-million dollar organization that everybody are profit sharing on, it ain't a agree to disagree. We got to get to the root of what the fuck is going on and what the fuck happened. Like, and, we got, and we got to do it fast. Quick. We yeah. should have factual information right. presented that helps us to either confirm what we think or ease our suspicions of what we thought was going on because we just didn't understand the way that the information was presented to us. The language. Because at the root of the issue is money. Right. Is And it's like, as much as niggas try to say it ain't about bread and my friendship and this and that, no, it all started with the money because if the money wasn't an issue, y'all wouldn't even have to be getting into the issue of respect and friendship and camaraderie and this and this because y'all later admitted on your private release podcast this is Rory and Maul I'm saying y'all later admitted that the money is what was the all the only tenuous part of y'all interaction everything else was cool mm -hmm. but every time y'all brought up money or accounting y'all were met with all of this like friction, friction. even if it was giving money back mm -hmm. Rory said he attempted to give money back to the staff yo this Patreon money like holy fucking shit like it's too much money. I'm good. I've been stacking my bread. Let's give some of this. Let's give my money 
my first two months of Patreon, if I'm going to keep making this or it's going to go up, let me give that money to the support staff so that they feel fulfilled and they cool because they're doing our show, they're doing our Patreon, they're doing Karen Civil and Ming Lee's show, and they're doing the other girls' podcast too, on top of whatever else Joe and Ian need them to do throughout the month. Right. Motherfuckers are overworked. And they're overworked because you trust them and you are familiar and comfortable working with this set of staff. But these motherfuckers are like, we need a break. Right. So if we can't give them a break, let's at least give them some more bread. And even that was a problem. Right. So it's like when you get <clears throat> cursed out with trying to give money back, it's like, all right, nigga, like, what are we doing here? Like, right. What the fuck is going on? So initially like two like the clip that came out with you know the 22 minutes or whatever a joe explaining the situation and all that i was with him because i've been in situations in business where you're trying to scale a business and people that are a part of it want to share in the upside but don't want to be responsible for nothing mm -hmm. so the way that he framed it was like this is my network i own it these niggas are employees i put them on a salary and they shouldn't give a fuck about what's going on behind the scenes because I pay them a beautiful salary that's as high, if not higher, than the top 1% of broadcasters in the United States. Yeah, now when he said that, I thought that was wild because that means that they're probably making a million dollars. 500 to a mil a year. Yeah, Easy. you know what I mean? Like, if you're making the top 1% of broadcasters, like, you know, Dan Rather is a broadcaster. Like, <laughs> exactly. This is what we're like, Ed Bradley's a broadcaster. <laughs> exactly. so it's like, what are, what are we saying exactly? My biggest thing with them is, and this goes to that point you were just making, sharing in the wins but not sharing in the losses is like, yeah, if you're an employee, that's kind of the way it works. You, all you care about is, do y'all have enough money in the account to clear my check? Like me. I work at a job. Yeah. I don't give you a don't fuck care about, about the behind the, the scenes. Scepter just went through a situation where the budget was all scrambled and they needed a bailout. Thursday, I get the pay stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's all there. <laughs> I don't got no, I'm not sitting in none of the meetings. Yeah. But with this shit, you tell me everything. Yeah. Everything that comes down the pipeline. Yo, we got to do X, Y, Z. Oh, we going to take this and we going to boot, boot, And it's just like, yeah, because we're not employees to exactly. this. So it's like, yeah, if you're an employee to something, like we bring you in here to do some camera work. You just come yeah, and do you, your you, camera you work. You for service. It's you over. For, yeah, and that, so it's like, yeah, in that aspect, he's totally right. The issue is if y'all have a real life situation where it's like actual deals or even down to like your whole situation with Spotify where the numbers were met, but the obligations weren't. Exactly. From, so it's like, what do that mean on the flip side? Because you know, you're the boss. Yeah. Boss. Yeah. Like, you told us if we do this, this, this and this, this would happen per the agreements and the contracts you made on our behalf with the network. Because now they look like Big Red and you look like <laughs> the nigga that got hit by the truck. Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it don't make sense. So it's like that was my whole thing with with them. It's like at the end of the day, are we friends? Right. Because you can't talk to your man like that. It you just, can't. It just don't work. You can't talk to your man like that. You can't talk to your girl like that. You can't talk to your family like that. Real real talk, you can't talk to anybody like <laughs> right. that. You can't talk to the op like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just is what it is. So the way he was going off and the 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 the, the downward direction that his language was, was aimed. Very it derogatory. Was, it was just like... Wait what? And I, I said I'm like, oh, they done. There's no way they coming. Like it's yeah. just it's impossible because you you certain things you just can't get past. Yeah. As as just human men, it's just not. It's it's never gonna give that. Absolutely. What's the new thing they all saying? Gave what needed to be gave. Yeah, it's never gave gonna. It. <laughs> yeah. You it, it can't you can't give that out he and gave, expect me to much. just be like, oh, all right, you know, I I know you was in your feelings. 
Like what? No. It don't work like that. So my whole thing was when Joe did the initial drone and everybody was like, Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, I was I'm one like, of them. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to hear what Rory and Maul got to say because I know that they have a different, everything has a different perspective. <laughs> right. And their position from the beginning was not our truth, the truth. This nigga's lying. That was their immediate reaction to hearing it and seeing it is this nigga's lying. And then for you to later hear from Peter Rosenberg and Charlemagne and shit like that, that basically people that work for the JBP reached out to them like, this nigga Joe's lying. <laughs> like immediately after, it's just like, so you just was on your macho man shit basically. Like <laughs> this was like a wrestling promo. Like you just got up there and just said whatever you wanted to say. Like. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> the cream, like he just, we went full Randy Savage for three hours. Oh, because you're not people on the outside. Your staff mm. are leaking information to the media about how you are lying. So what was he necessarily? What was he lying about? About the fact of framing them as being employees instead weren't. of profit partners. Right. About. His transparency with the money, which it wasn't. Right. And about basically like trying to make himself be the victim and then mistreat him when in reality he has a history of going back to 2018, they said, of talking to them crazy in regards to trying to get some understanding about this paper. Right. So at the root of all of this, you said understand. You funny as shit. <laughs> at the root of all of this, they have at the heart of it, they have a two to three year old a continual accounting issue. Two to three years is nuts. Which is wild yeah. on several For an fronts. accounting issue is nuts. Because one, taxes. Yeah. Two, business integrity, and three, transparency. Like you have to reconcile your books as a business on a fiscal year to fiscal year yeah. standpoint if you are operational and making money. This is how you end up in prison. This is <laughs> right. This is how people get charged with wire fraud, tax and evasion, all, tax kinds evasion of all kind of shit because you making millions and not reconciling the money. Right. Now you can make millions and then pay out millions and then be in the red as an operational as a business. Right. That happens. But if you're Making the money and not at least acknowledging from a tax standpoint, from an integrity standpoint, from a reconciliation standpoint that you're making the money, that has a ripple effect of so much shit. I honestly feel like, and this is just me on the outside looking in, what happened was the show got too big too fast. Made too much money. It made too much money too fast and no one was really equipped to R handle Rory it. said and Maul said that they, they sat in a parking lot and agreed to the splits on the deal. And then Rory was like, yeah, so, you know, if, if a such and such deal was to come about, I would make this. And Joe said, oh, I wouldn't be comfortable giving y'all that off of that. And they like, nigga, that's how percentages work. What the fuck are you talking? Like if we agree, like if me <laughs> and you agree to 40 percent, 40 percent and then 10 to this, 10 to that, you know, however it works. Exactly. But we both agree to 40 percent. If we sign a deal tomorrow for one hundred thousand dollars, 40 percent, 40, we both get 40,000. If the deal is for two hundred thousand 80, 80. 80. Like, you can't be like, oh, no, you ain't going to get 80,000. Like, yeah, nigga, that's 40%. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like, talking so about? you agree to the percentage in principle, but not in reality. Right. You agree to the... There's caveats you to the agreement. You agree to the percentage, but not understanding what the percentage what the percentage could be a percentage of. Exactly. What it yeah. yields on the back end right. when and if this money starts coming in. Because 40% of 5 million is different than 40% of 20 million. 
Nigga, it's, it's like, but you agreed to the percentage, and it's like that's an easy one. That that's not even a court case. That's a litigation. Right. That's a hey. It says here on this date you verbally agreed to this. You confirmed it in an email and in a text message, and then on this day you ratified this contract that was then uh, signed off on by this attorney and this person and this and this and filed at this clerk. And this. it's an easy one. It's easy. It's not even nothing to talk about. So for them to be saying that like. We're asking for accounting, which we're supposed to get accounting realistically on a month to month basis. Mm-hmm. Because there's always in a digital space, there's always being money money being made. Generated. Generated. Whether so, it's the Patreon, ad revenue, shit, donations. There's continual kind of bread coming. Merchandise. In. So with yeah. that being said, I need real time accounting every month. Like we can't do this every six months. And if the accounting firm that we have tasked with handling this cannot provide it on a month-to-month basis, guess what? We need a new accounting firm. Right. I thought it was crazy when Maul said that... he When Maul said, yo, I'm getting the same splits off of a 1,500-person venue, venue that as, as a 2,000-person venue. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> Because the thing is, it's like, like, that's insane. Percentages are percentages. And like we said, it's like, they, Joe very well may be getting 70 or 80% of this operation, which he probably deserves. But if you agree to give them their 15 a piece or whatever the case may be, their payout needs to reflect 15% of right. this larger pie right. of activity. So if it's a, a, a series of live shows and it's fifteen hundred. It's eighteen hundred. It's two thousand. It's twenty four hundred. It's a thousand. It's the it's different shit for different markets. The pay should not be the same. No. That's like back in the nightclub business. My man Black said he had an issue with a a guy named Justin who was running the vault, mm-hmm. and he was basically like, "Yo," he said. He said after a while, I I just flipped the fuck. I was like, "Yo, why the fuck you keep giving me even money every week? Like, how does that work? Like, how can there be different amounts of people here every week and I'm getting even money like every single time?" It's impossible. Yeah, you basically have me as like a set fee in your head. Yeah, you already have it conditioned in your brain that no matter what we make, right. on a good night he getting this, on a bad night he getting this. And this number will fall somewhere in between. But to right. give somebody oh yeah, he go a thousand dollars. He go a thousand like that shit don't work four, and five, like, eight this times week in a row. We had eight hundred people, next week we got twelve hundred. Here's a thousand dollars. Here's a thousand dollars. Like no motherfucker. Like it's a percentage. And you know the thing about percentages is motherfuckers get greedy and get weird when it comes to like. I honestly feel like that's that that's down. really it, money. Really does like. I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I'm about to quote Pusha T. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Pusha T had a line where he talked about like, you know, motherfucker. I can't remember the line exactly, of course, right now because I'm tired. But he said. um, about the NBA players not spending it. Oh yeah, he said. Uh, he said. He said he's not going. He said yeah. He yeah. He got millions, but he's not going to spend it. He's been far. He's been poor far, far too long. Far too long. And it's just like people get around money, and not saying motherfuckers is poor or any of that shit or yeah. grew up, but people get around money, and it it brings out the worst in some people. It yep. just does. That's just the reality of it. There are people who really. I, I like to think about myself. I'm not fueled by it to where it makes me do erratic shit and makes me make decisions that aren't in the best interest of me and my family and friends like yeah. you could pull out ten thousand dollars walk out of the room i'm not touching that right. it's not my money whereas other motherfuckers is like shit damn man i lay tail in that <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and i and that's just reality yeah people kicking doors people steal from their families all yeah. kinds of shit so we've seen money just make it's the root of all evil yeah and people especially when you get in a space where you talking about 
hundreds of thousands, millions, tens of millions. That shit is life altering, family yeah. altering, last name altering. Shout out to Dane. We just talked about yeah. life is the dash, nigga. Yeah. Like that shit is altering money. So when you got a situation where this piece of paper can mean the difference between me making $3 million and having to bust it down with y'all, even 33, 33, 33, 33, or me making $3 million and giving y'all each 1700 for every <laughs> right. appearance. We, it, you know, it, people get crazy and they yeah. get crafty. You've, we talked about, we're going to get into the meat shit. We talk about it all the time. You'll sign a deal with a record label and a record label will give you a lawyer. Yeah. It's your lawyer right here. Yeah. Way. Who's also our lawyer, which is legally and Hurry ethically. up and sign that because me and him, we going to lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Without is, you. Which is legally and ethically a conflict of yeah. uh, interest. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's just how it go when it comes to this big money. Big money yeah. fuck everybody up. Yep. I'm afraid of big money. Shit wild, man. Because it just, it, it, it just, I don't want to see that. Like, even what Sean said, I don't know if you peeped when we were sitting down in the lobby and Sean was just like, yo, y'all friends, like. Make sure you keep the, You know what I'm saying yeah. Because it's just Who wants to go like, And that's that's the one thing I'll always say about Like the locks You know what I'm saying Them niggas just Fucked with each other When Kiss decided Yo I know I'm the 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 figure of this shit And I know I rap better Than Looch And I come off Better than Styles I'm more marketable Than Styles Styles and Looch Didn't be like Ah oh, fuck him And yeah. No nah, he doing What big boys say About Andre 3000 My nigga just went To do a little act Thing. Yeah, that's for anyone asking. Give me like that's just what right. it is. We we a group, we together, but he an individual. And that's just the way it gotta be. Right. Some individuals go into other shit, some other ones don't. It's just like you see Marty Janetti, he fell apart without Shawn Michaels right there. Shawn Michaels, I like, mean, I am the heartbreak right. kid now. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm gonna be world champion yeah. in weeks. You tripping. Marty Janetti on coke doing crazy shit. Yeah. It's just the way it go. It's life. So, but my thing is like Watching people become different people behind some money shit. Where you look at all these big groups, all these acts, it all fell apart on some money shit. Yeah. People robbing people, people doing side deals. And think about it. Dr. Dre had to get Suge to get him out of a crazy money situation just to be in a crazy money (laughs) situation. It's nuts. It's insane. Hey man, I never do that shit to easy. That shit is wrong. You know saying we coming back for ours. We ain't on no fucking slave master shit. Easy got easy taking 70% of your money, man. This shit crazy. You the creative force behind it. Five this years shit. later, you're like, yo, you told me you never do what easy did. Right, I'm taking 90%. <laughs> I never do what easy. <laughs> I never gonna see you again. You see me cross the street, nigga. Real shit. So it's, it's just it's sharks. Like you you I think your, your man said that. Once yeah. you get past twenty thousand dollars, sharks in the water. Sharks everywhere. Just the way it goes. People that do anything about that money, man, it's like people compromise their morals. They fucking jump out the window and they do shit that they can't come back from because they just be like, man, if I get busted, I got this money. Fuck it. Like, I'll just deal with what come with what come. You know what I'm saying? And uh, something that I found like real commendable about like somebody like Birdman is that in all his recent media appearances, he did an interview with Angela Yee. He just did the joint with Wallow. He was like, man, you know, I was young. I made mistakes. Like, but you know, I righted all my wrongs. He was like, everybody that was doing business with me, if I owed him something, whatever, they all paid. Everybody's multimillionaires. Fresh, Juvie, Wayne, Nikki, Drake. I, I will say that about Birdman for as much shit as we do give Birdman. He, everybody cool with him. Couldn't have did you with soap motherfucking dirty. Wayne fuck with him. Drake fuck with him. Juvie fuck with him. Like it's fresh still. Fuck, like Juvie re-signed. Yeah. A third time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody fuck with Stunner. 
Because they know you fuck with, you're going to get some money. You might not get everything you're supposed to get <laughs> right then and there. But eventually, <laughs> but eventually, you gonna kick off. You like damn stunning. You got hey, like, for one full time sake, Playboy. <laughs> had to one time, Playboy. Just make sure you're on your make toes. Sure you on your p's and q's, Playboy. <laughs> burn man, burn you just to make sure you pay attention. <laughs> that nigga different, man. I had to make sure you was on your p's and q's. <laughs> I see on here you got your biggest issue with all of this. Yeah. My biggest issue is just is is that there's no oversight. Like you had a room full of people. Like it's not like contrary to popular belief, it's not Joe in a room by itself. No. I know he was on camera by himself talking to empty chairs looking crazy. Yeah. But contrary to popular belief, it's a whole production staff. Don't they be at like here. Park's house or something? Maybe at Park's house. Yeah. So Park's girl cooking, like you yeah. got a kid. Like it's just like <laughs> shit going on. Like they got a dog. Like it's just shit going on. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like Nobody in real time in the moment spoke up and been like, Joe, that's wrong. You you kind of embellishing on that point, whatever, whatever. And then they all came back Saturday with Ice and Ish and Joe's therapist. And everybody's like, yeah, no, because you was wrong about this. And then you probably shouldn't have said that. And you went too far when you said this. And it's just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, if I'm in a situation where I let you unravel. And I'm basically part and parcel to your unraveling, and I don't say nothing in the real time. And then I go to the media and be like, "Yo, you know that nigga was tripping today." Like, I I'm not right on right. on two fronts because I'm I'm one I'm not comfortable confronting you about the wrong shit that you know. I know you're wrong. I can see it. I can hear it. I can right. smell it. I can taste it. You're wrong, and I won't speak up. But then I go tell somebody in the media, "Yeah, this nigga wrong because he lied about so 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 so." And I'm, so now I'm I'm wrong for not. Speaking up and being a like everybody a of the crazy. truth, and and I'm a hoe because I went and told right. <laughs> somebody else to let them put the information out there. It's like what they call it, uh, fruit of a poisonous tree. Like exactly, everybody ends up looking crazy in a situation. Like Joe had to bring his therapist on the show. Yeah, like, bring your therapist up there as well, just to apologize. Why do I do? Why do I do this? Yeah. Like I'm trying to like understand. Like you've been doing this your whole life, and then now do, do in, in a weird way, it almost feels like it's like self sabotaging. Absolutely. That's how it comes off. Rich Philly the Boss brought that up the other day. He said that somebody was like, oh, somebody, he was quoting his Joe's therapist. He was like, yeah. I was like, do you think that, like, based on the situation about everything that you know about it, do you think Rory and Maul are, like, afraid of success and are, like, sabotaging the situation? And the therapist was like, it might be some of that. But more so, what I think is that you're possibly afraid of the responsibility for being the one that has to be responsible to pull all of these people up and you're sabotaging the situation yeah, in, in a, that in, regard. In a weird way, Joe Button is like Ricky Bobby dad on Talladega Nights. You know what I'm saying? Like shit going perfectly cool, shit alright. Fuck it all up. Got your son back, everybody getting money. It's just like, man, I got, I can't do this shit. You know what I'm <laughs> Like seriously, there's some people that are like that. You be yo, you be surprised when you really have conversations. I'll never forget it. I had a motherfucker who I used to know straight asked me one day. My girl walked in the barbershop and he was like, Yo, I don't know how you do that shit. And I was like, Do what? And he was like, Deal with a chick that's like beautiful, like pretty as shit. And I was like, Huh? I was like, That's the way it's supposed to work, ain't it? I I don't and he was like, man, I couldn't deal with that shit. Like a chick that's super pretty, like niggas in her face. You know niggas in her face all day. And I'm just like, 
So you want to stare at an ugly chick? And and, and, and you know, <laughs> I, I I guess I never really like put two like, but his chick was kind of hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is intentional. Oh, you intentionally? <laughs> you didn't end up with her. You chose her. <laughs> shit, like, man, this nigga knows some shit. <laughs> like, and and it it, it fucked with me because I'm just like, yo, imagine that insecurity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to where you like, damn, I can't. You you know it's niggas that really like can't deal with they chick leaving out the crib looking good. Yeah, for they sure. can't deal with they chick like yeah, dressing. Yeah, the rumbles a, is out. Yeah, the rumbles is out. Got a Tanya Harden that knee up, <laughs> bitch tripping. Like it's people that can't deal with that shit. So yeah. it's just wild to me to hear somebody say that where it's just like, damn, it's like a, a form of self sabotage. Like yeah. I can't deal with it's like people don't like responsibilities. Some people can't deal with like the the, the like you say. Having it all on you, yeah. Having it to where it's like, oh, I'm responsible for this, for that, for this, that, yeah. and it's just like, I feel at a certain place, especially in a situation like this where you're working with other people, you kind of got to know who's who. Absolutely. Like I know what to expect from Taylor. I know what we're gonna get from Big Dan. I know what to expect from you. You know what to expect from me, and vice versa. Right. It's just the way it goes. So it's like, I was saying it the other day. Somebody was like, y'all just play off of each other so well because Chad is brilliant. But then you're smart. And when it's time to be smart, you can match him. But then you're silly as shit and are funny as fuck. But Chad's silly as shit. And when it's time to be silly, y'all can match. And it's just like, yeah. And, and and I was talking about more so like behind the scenes shit. Where it's like, I'll be honest, the business side, that's your lane. That's right. your thing. I literally have gone on record by saying it. That's what the fuck you were like. You're like a... Uh, it's like the Dame Dash. Like, you like that I get to, to act a fool and argue and go back and forth and debate. Me, it's like, hey, look, man, the cards is getting dealt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to deal with this shit. So you kind of just let you let people do what they do. Right. Some people can handle the responsibility. Some people can't. At the same time, though, it's like you want to be the person who's dealing with this shit. Yeah. You, you deal with it. And, and I look at Joe, and it's just like Joe... For where he's at, again, that Rick Ross, I'm the boss culture yeah. kind of infected our society to where it's like, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. But do you really want to be Listen, the boss? I'm glad you brought that point up because being a, being a real boss is a is a thankless job and it's a selfless yeah. endeavor. And at the end of the day, when you're a real boss, you get paid last. Everybody else gets paid first and you get paid last. It means that you are personally responsible for people if somebody fucking if a check bounce and a motherfucker can't pay their rent or the amex bill late whatever whatever and they work for you you're responsible for that yeah. and you know people our culture of people have basically taken the all the pros of wanting to be a boss and all of that and not looked at none of the cons haven't done no personal development no business development like, i don't even understand how you a boss and you pay yourself first that don't that's that right there i'm is, taking my shit off the top man. Man. we figure the rest of this shit out later yeah. pico all this old oh rent oh man <laughs> man pico. not around here like you know they like y'all uh, ran that oh they asked for the boss so they sent me caption into yeah, the ground so, so like, and yo. it just you, you, to run it like it's taken us four years to get to where we actually have this like a business. Yeah, it's actually like a formatted like the other and day. We've made money in the past, but the last six months of this operation, it's night and day. No, it's it's not even close. Somebody the other day was like, "You're always at the studio now," and I'm just like, "Whispers, 
We have a real life yeah, format. Yeah. We have an operating budget. We have real life yeah, things we have, going we on. We have support staff. We have fucking liquid death. Yeah. Like, we got different shit it, going it's on. Just, it's just the, the way it goes. So it's like, yeah, you kind of get thrust in. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I was saying the other day, I'm like, I remember doing this podcast out of pocket. You ain't come out of pocket in a year with this month. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't ask you for money. We don't do it. <laughs> and we and we make money. <laughs> like, think about that. So it's like, yeah, it's it, it's one of those situations where I I can really remember the jokes where it's like I would know because the we'd be talking in a group chat and then like the text come out of the group chat, be like, here goes some shit we got paid for. <laughs> here goes some shit we got paid for. But no, it's like that's the way it go. You kind of like, what are you doing it for? And I say that shit all the time. Like if you're trying to be a chef or if you're trying to be a real estate, you know, investor or if you're yeah. trying to be a uh, a producer or if you're trying to be a, a sports handicapper, whatever the fuck it is, you're doing this so that you can live a life of leisure. So as steps come and things get bigger and right. better that you take the next step. You So it's like you kind of want that. If that's what you going right, after, right. like if you trying to be an executive chef of a restaurant, you got to have a staff. You got to have this chef, pastry chef, shoe chef. You got to have X Y Z in place and proper. Yeah, you got to have busters. You got to have runners. You got to have waiters. Like it's, it's just the way it goes. So it's like if you're not ready to handle all of that, you need to be on pastries. Yeah, I'm gonna just bake because you're gonna because what's gonna you what usually what happens is people try to cut certain staff necessary staff positions out and the business falters because they find themselves trying to do everything instead of just focusing on being a good coach or a good leader the way like how Omar was telling us like a real executive chef is a CEO like or a drill sergeant you motherfuckers do this you do this why the fuck they ain't doing this lots of they're not even talking to the people that's actually putting the food to the flame they talking to the people that's in charge like I, I, I'll be honest and I, I I could be on my on my own with this because I actually work a job too on top of this my job is not 24 7 right you know what I'm saying? I go in at 7 in the morning. I work till 9.30. I go on break at 9.30. I'm on break till 3 o'clock. I go back at 3, do a trip. I'm done at fucking 7 o'clock. I'm at work for fucking 7 hours out of the day with the yeah. big-ass break in the middle of the day. It's over. Yeah. This shit is literally like we talk 24 It's yeah. all day long. And people talk to us all day time. long. It's emails coming in. Is this coming in? Is that coming in? Is always I know that at night, if I put something up on Patreon at midnight, when I wake up at nine in the morning, it's going to be 40, 50 comments on that shit that I got to respond to or filter through or, you know what I'm saying? Or messages or my account not working or this or this or this. All, like, all day. Yo, all yo, kind of yo, shit. Yo, yo, multiple points. Of yo, if, if I do this, what, what, what if I sign up on the 26th is it going to take it on the 26th and the first what what does this happen what what it, it just it's all day yeah and then even down to like us back and forth with john us talking to dan us trying to get the sd card to get this done and have it and that's just the way it goes so it's like you get in a position and you're just like well fuck it i like making money yeah i like making the extra money so i gotta like, do this so shit. it's like fuck you know right yeah. that's kind of how it is so i just look at their whole situation where and who knows? It could very easily happen with us. This shit just blow up too fast. And you just like, uh, Louis V talked about that. The record go and you not ready for yeah. the record to go. Like shit, right now, Bang Bang is experiencing that. His record is going. His yeah. shit did 100,000 views like in four, four days. Like four or five days, yeah. Like, so now, 
Shout out Bang Bang. His interview was really, really good. Excellent. He got to be ready to go. Now, luckily, he already has a good support system, his day-to-day people, J-Bo, people like that. But then on top of that, he got a real music manager, somebody that works in the music industry already, somebody like Kim Chanel that's supporting him and navigating through a lot of the bullshit and keeping him insulated from a lot of the nonsense requests and all of that to where he could just focus on, I'm just worried about promoting pushing his record, blah, 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 and then making my other connections and then going forward. A lot of times people don't catch a hit and don't be ready for all of the shit that come with it or they don't be having the infrastructure in place to help move it forward and then the shit falters. Like right. It go far, but not as far as it could have if they was ready to go with the shit. Right. So it's like, you know, our biggest challenge right now, I'll be honest about it, is just like, Having our fucking business shit all the way in terms of like legalities. Legalities. Like the legalities of it. Like, all right, do I transition from a sole proprietorship to an LLC or an S Corp or a C Corp? Like, what are the benefits of each? And, uh, you know, the credit establishment, because this is a real business, and how do I keep the books in lieu of, all right, a deal might come, and then now we got $2 million coming in, and it's like, all right, who's the best fucking uh, attorney, entertainment attorney I can get? Should we have the same attorney? Should we have different attorneys? Right. Like, shit like that. We talked about going to sit with Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. To figure all of this shit out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I have, you know, because I'm a business person by trade, like, I have a lot of ideas in my head. But again, I need somebody to confirm or deny the shit that's in my head. I was Because I don't have all the answers. I was watching the journey was talking about the... um. Having the same person for everything is like you don't do that. Like having the same business account in as far as no. your, your 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 lawyer, your all the taxes, and like, it's just like no, you you got to have somebody At watching level, everybody because you need somebody because in order to catch a mistake. So mm-hmm. back to the Joe Budden shit, they said that there were two six figure mistakes in their accounting statement. Yeah, they said one was like four hundred grand. One was four hundred grand. The other one was probably high fives, low hundred. Like that's a fucking problem. Yeah. And my thing is, once you make the first five, six-figure mistake, you're not getting a chance to make another six-figure mistake. Right. Not half a million. Not half a ticket. Half a million mistake is nuts. Like, because whatever, again, going back to the percentages, whatever their percentage may be, right. that's a lot of fucking, I don't care if it's 10%, you're talking about 40 bands. Yeah. You're talking about the difference between being able to go and buy a fucking Volvo XC60 or not. 40,000 yeah. cat like that's a lot of fucking money by being able to buy four houses in Cleveland with that type of money <laughs> it's a lot of fucking money man uh. Oh shit! Fucking two houses in Detroit, yeah, shit like that. Like it's a lot shit. of fucking money. So imagine if it's more. <laughs> shit, a neighborhood in Baltimore, <laughs> right? <laughs> West Baltimore, yeah. a whole neighborhood. A whole so, hood. So, so with that in mind, it's like, yo, that's a low ball. Like, what if it's twenty percent? Right. What if it's eighteen? Like you saying, like so, whatever the, the the percentages be that as they are. There's real life implications to making that type of a fuck up. Right. And there needs to be insight and oversight on behalf of the accounting firm and the steward of the money, which in this case would be Joe and Ian. Honestly, I, I, once you get to where you're talking about millions, y'all need to have like five or six layers of that onion. Yep. Like it shouldn't be one person just, oh, man, we fucked up 400,000. We going. They next- said that Rory said that they were sending them. 
copy and pasted portions of an Excel spreadsheet in the body of an email. You can't handle millions of my money and tell me, oh, these are the bills and this is what's left. Like, no, my, I want a full statement of what came in or what day. Right. Who it came from. Like, that should be pages. Where the fuck it went. Like, millions? <laughs> that should be pages. Where the fuck it went. <laughs> Nigga turning his phone to the side. Yeah. Off. Right here. What? What? what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me? Am I hearing this right? Uh, long story short, niggas, 82,000 left. You want it or not, I can give you a like, check right now. Where's the line item that says Joe's salary is a million and that gets deducted before? Like, where is that line? Like, I need all the line items because how the fuck did we get here? Right. And certain shit should be paid out in real time. Like, like all right, like live shows. You were paid out in real time, right? Yeah, we got paid. That, we got paid that night. That night. Yeah. I'm so it's like, so it's like, I get a check. Hey, we I pay for this, 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 and this, and this. These are the expenses that are coming off of this check. This is what's left. You want me to give you cash? The crazy cash part is you. though, with our with our live show that we had, we like I can remember it vividly because we had put out money for all the merch. Yeah. And we did that out of pocket. So it was like the shit came in. Amanda brought us in the office. Broke. Shout out, Amanda. Broke down everything. You know, this and yeah. third. This many sick tickets sold. Yeah. This many walk-ins. Whoop de boo. She literally got into the point of like how much like the bar and all of that shit. Yeah. That we didn't nothing to do with. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like just on the strength, like y'all generated. Yeah. Y'all generated. You know what I'm saying? X Y Z. So it was like okay, the money came in. We take this third and the third cut. Whoop de boop whoop whoop. That shit came down. Then it was on us. It's like yeah. okay, money back for the shirt. Money back for this, for the for the photographer, for the you know, boop 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 boop. This is what's left. How you want it? I want my eighty five and hundreds. <laughs> you know but no, real shit. It's like you know, and we walked away with a nice little chunk of change. That so night. it's like because I deal with Live Nation on concerts, on podcast live shows, on other events, I know how it goes. So you see, that was my first time <laughs> actually putting together a right. I guess it would and be. And I walked you through the shit right, leading up to I, it. Because I, I, I this knew is nothing. What you can expect this is how it's going to go. They're going to give us this, 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 and this. They cut a check on the spot. They're going to ask who we want the check to go to. But we want, like, do we want multiple checks? Like, it's a straightforward process. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's the same fucking process. Right. And it's whether you're dealing with Live Nation or AEG, which are the only two touring companies, the only two national touring companies yeah. that own venues, it's the same process every fucking night. Right. The process was seamless. It definitely was, was easy. And it took 10 minutes, right? Right, right. Oh, hey, I'm ready for you guys. Come in. It takes 10 minutes. Right. So on their behalf, it's like, yo, how do we go where we do 10, 11, 12, 15 shows and we still haven't gotten an accounting from... The first show yet, Homeboy like, Productions. Like Homeboy, it's, it's the it's the the, the nigga shit. Like yeah. the, the what you say when you did Homeboy? the when you did the party with uh uh not Louis V with um damn <laughs> what was the the nigga was with Regine. oh wife and Lucci wife and Lucci and you was like um the the promoters are we not ready come back yeah. like he had to keep telling no him to not come. yet. Stay, but stay in the car though. Yeah, but the club closed at one. He ain't get on the stage till two. It's just <laughs> like, like are we ready now? Because <laughs> they waiting off the money on the door. Yeah, because they can't not let him not walk on stage. Because then you have to give potentially give refunds for everybody that's there that came specifically for YFN Lucci. Right. And no promoter typically is in a financial position unless you're talking about like headliner, my man uh, DJ Golden Boy, somebody like that that's like rich. They're not really in a position to give money back. Right. 
They banking on this money. Motherfuckers is living off it. Living like, off you, like you always say, motherfuckers in the, in the promotion world go party to party the same way motherfuckers go check the It's tech. the same thing. Yeah. And it's just more of a high because of the money that you can make. But with the person that's on the other side of the production or the person buying a ticket don't understand is it might be 19 niggas behind getting Moneybag Yo or Kevin Gates or whoever the fuck here. And then it'd be the side deals on the side deals. Yeah. Like you were coming, to, I've come into events where I knew it's a four way split on the door. It's me, Vanity Grand, it's Carlotte Kev, and it's Big Dan. That's the four way splits. And everybody put their money up equally in order to get a boogie here, whatever fucking case may be. That's the motherfucking splits. And then at the end of the night, it's other niggas like, oh yeah, we ready? Like, we ready? Like, who are you? Oh no, because I came in on so and so split. You did? Yeah. I don't know nothing about this. So, like, y'all all put up. Three thousand dollars, exactly. and then the bull, the, y'all four put up three thousand dollars, but he put up a thousand and got two other motherfuckers to put up a. St- yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So on his percentage, it's three niggas. <laughs> what do you say on New Jack City? You cut a side deal with that motherfucker. <laughs> yes, you did, G. Yes, you- it's, it's that sort of shit. Like, and, that, and it's the norm. Like, yeah. and a lot of times you don't find out about it until you get a phone call, right? From one, like of these- you you don't even know you in business with somebody till it's too late. Yo, uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. From a street, usually three in the morning, from some street figure, from hey, DC. Hey, what's up, bro? This, hey, this is Wayne Perry. Yeah, uh, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you something. <laughs> that party. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this rifle admins. I'm calling from the feds. Um, hey, let me ask you something. Hey, good evening. This is Fat Cat. All right, <laughs> let me ask you. Uh, uh, Tony told me. <laughs> hey, what 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 was what was what was uh. What was the total the take on that party that that we did? We did what part? Yeah, no, that party with yeah with Lil Wayne. Yeah, I was a part of that. I put up eighty grand. Oh God, this is about to be bad. All right, so yeah, no, I put up eighty grand. You know, uh, DJ Boo told me that you know his his half. His half was 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 hundred and forty four thousand. So I put up the eighty. So I got sixty percent of his fifty percent. So that would make me a thirty percent overall. So I just need you know because he told me we lost a lot of money. So I'm Yo. just trying to. <laughs> Your phone rang two in the morning. You have a. Uh, collect call from ADS Florence. <laughs> hey, this Meech, man. Well, you the hey, this, uh, this is Larry Hoover. This is Larry Hoover. This Larry Hoover. Uh, yeah, uh, growth and development. So let me let me ask you something. Like it's it's never like a regular phone call. It's always a nigga with thirteen murders <laughs> wanting to know. Like no, because the nigga the nigga showed me some shit on a on a napkin. Like he told me that y'all split two hundred thousand and y'all all y'all did was write it down on a napkin. It wasn't no. Yeah. I asked for a printout. He told me it ain't no, no printout. Like, I got e-fax on my phone here at ADS. No. I asked the nigga to fax me the John, and he said. He sent me a picture of a napkin. <laughs> they so. let me use the fax machine in the office. <laughs> yeah, I, I got free reign right here, but that's another story. I'm trying to figure out this Lil Wayne business. <laughs> so, so what you telling me is how we, much money do we make in totality? <laughs> it's not, all of this it's shit not making no sense yeah, to he me. He told me we had four percent in the bar. Did we have? I feel like we had more. <laughs> Or was that his part of the overall? Because he told me 4%. 4% of the bar is funny. So I got, because again, I got 60% of whatever his half no. is. So that would put me about 1.8% of the bar. From the money I put up, I got 17% of the parking. 4% of the bar. <laughs> so what I'm trying to understand is like, you And know, apparently there's a cigarette machine. Right it? now, right now, right? Because of, you know, because of my incarcerated status. Yeah. I have an IOU from him for future event. 
for uh, about 3,800. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I put up the 88,000. <laughs> He's telling me 3,800. He's going to roll that into the next event and we're going to get the 88 <laughs> back. So what I'm trying to understand is... I put up 88,000. <laughs> got 3,800 back. <laughs> yeah, he said, it was, he said it rained or something. Like I'm looking at the weather. <laughs> I'm looking at the weather and it says that it was clear over there in, in Philly tonight. So I'm just trying to get to the bottom of some things, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... I'm looking at the weather. It's saying it's partly cloudy. You know, even yeah, the rain there was no precipitation whatsoever in the forecast. So like, so again, like I'm trying to reconcile my 88, you know, and any potential profit. So are you... How did you get this number? Oh, yeah, no, he on the phone now. He's, he's on the three-way. He ain't said nothing. Shut the fuck up. Oh, shit. Put up nigga texting you on the side. Yo, tell the nigga, tell the nigga it was bad. Tell him we lost. <laughs> tell him it was bad. Now you owe Larry Hoover and Big Meech. <laughs> Me and Big Meech went half <laughs> on our part. Now you owe BMF oh, and Growth and Development. Right. You can't perform in Chicago <laughs> ever again. Ever again. Nowhere in the Midwest. Anywhere that is GDs at you. Anywhere it's a six point star, you can't come. Oh. Because you went in business with the wrong nigga. Yeah. Oh shit, that's hilarious, yo. That's how it goes, though. Yeah, like that's real side deals on side. Deals. It's always that, man. Like it's all. I had niggas mad. But again, at that goes back to the point. When you, anything past twenty thousand, sharks. Did you see it's Shark Week? Did you see Jay Prince talking about the nigga was extorting Screw on behalf of him? Oh shit, you ain't see that? No, did you see that at all? Jay Prince was on. Uh, it, he just did a Drink Champs interview. I think it's Drink Champs. Okay. And I skipped, I skipped through that one. And he basically was saying how um, a rapper from down there was fucking with, with Prince and rap a lot. And he was extorting DJ Screw on the, on the joint, like, yeah, you know, Prince sent me, you know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I kind of picked that up. And Prince, like, he did Prince, like, I don't know what the fuck is like. So he, like, I finally get a chance to, like, you know, Get with Screw in the yeah. studio, and he like I, I fell in love with DJ Screw, and you know we just he we just talking and Screw like yeah. So did you get your money this month? And he just like hmm? money this money? month. What you talking about? And he like yeah, you know so so yeah, and like you you got your bread right? Because he like he like Screws on the tip like it's kind of awkward for you to just pop up in the studio <laughs> like did the bread not come to like? And he like wait what? Whole time boy was extorting Screw. On some like yeah you know like you know I'm, you know old man sent me, and they just like that Nori like that's crazy Prince like hey man the first time I've been charged with some shit I ain't do <laughs> I'm like your Prince selling your shit but yeah like anytime that type of money is around sharks in the water it's Shark Week baby uh so wrapping up how do you feel about Joe Buttons and him going forward um Joe Button has basically put on front street he put us in his business and basically displayed through all of these people having to make all this content back and forth him included that number one they were operating in a toxic work environment okay that's like literally like federally chargeable like mm -hmm. if you working in a toxic work environment uh you know where people are you know basically being threatened being uh f verbally abused things like that like that's a a lawsuit it's potential ending of your business chart it's a lot of shit that come with that so 
in terms of the overall Rory and Maul situation, it's basically like Joe intentionally went on that podcast on Wednesday and misrepresented the facts in order to sway the public opinion his way because he knew he was not going to get any benefit of the doubt. So he purposely went up there and basically framed it like they're employees. They don't they don't have access to this and this. Why should they care? I would never do this to them, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like when they come back and say, hey, there was a six-figure mistake, a low six-figure mistake and a 400K mistake, and you just like, look like you did this to them. <laughs> so it's just like either that or you complicit in who did. All of that shit is problematic um, for several reasons. Like I said, business taxes, business integrity. You can't have a continual accounting issue just go on and on and on and on and on with the same firm and not say, hey, this firm is either incompetent or they're robbing me. Either way, I don't need to be doing business with them no more. Right. So if you continue to do business with them and you are the steward of the money, it lends itself to you're on with their on. That's bad. And it just looks, it reads very, very like trifling. And <sighs> this is not the first or the last of the problems that Joe Budden is going to have in relation to this network <clears throat> and his employees and his quote unquote partners, if he does not shape up and fly right, because now today a whole nother story broke that one of his former podcasters from see the thing is the all ladies podcast, uh, Olivia dope is accusing him of sexual harassment and she got timestamps. She got follow up. She got, oh, this was recorded and this and this, and then they deleted this. Like, and she put out a whole 25-minute video on her insta on her IG uh TV chronicling everything that went on. And it's just a it's just a <laughs> things went from bad to worse mm -hmm. in a hurry. Because in an era that we're in, in any era, being accused of sexual harassment is bad, but now it's especially bad. Like because of organizations like Me Too, Time's Up. All the different, you know, just various support that women have because they were silenced and not listened to for so long. So now you find Joe in a situation where you got to defend yourself against sexual harassment allegations. And then that creates a call back to Esther Baxter, the Tahiri situation. You allegedly kicked this girl ass. And this, it just cre it brings up all these old things and situations that people might have suppressed because they felt like you were. You know, you cleaned yourself up and you were moving in the right direction. And now you wow. look like Junkie J Junkie Joe, the right. uh, sexual harasser, which is just which is completely disgusting. And it's just like I say, even though this is a different scenario, I say to Joe the same thing I said to Drake. Was it worth it? <laughs> Did you have to? Can you pass up on some shit to avoid the controversy? Now, Drake's situation, totally different situation. That's consensual. Fucking nigga, bitch. Hey, man, niggas going to get upset, cry. Have meltdowns in the media that happens, but it's like, fam, I for this reason I've never, ever fucked a girl or tried to fuck a girl that I work with because or works for me especially because the downside is way more bigger than the upside. Right. The upside is, oh yeah, come on, yeah, man, I, I did want to suck that dick. Let's do, let's do this. You know what? The downside is, yeah, on uh, January eighteenth, Joe sexually harassed me on repeatedly on this podcast. If you go to the uh, the eighteen minute mark, eighteen twenty five, it's like she got timestamps, my nigga. Like, and number one, I believe her. Number mm -hmm. two, she's saying all the right shit to where some woman's organization is going to want to get behind this and cancel you right. like, and get you to fuck out the paint. And 
at best, you might get shadow banned. At worst, if not outright canceled all the way completely. And I know you're not in a financial space to handle a sexual harassment lawsuit right. because that's punitive damages. And as we know from the past, look at OJ's situation. Yeah, I mean, we can't prove in court you killed her, but we here in civil court think you did. So 88 million or some crazy yeah. shit like that because punitive damages has no limit. It's right. up to the discretion of. The judge and the, the judge, jury of yeah. what they feel like you did. Yeah. How egregious was your offense? How drawing were you? How drawing were you? Yeah. So with that being said, it's just like, dog, fucked up, man. Yeah, it's all fucked bad. up, brother. It's all bad. So uh, it's like, and then it's one situation. You know, after a while, once you have repeated offenses of nut shit, like they just want to jambalaya, gumbo everything together, and they just going to present you however they want to present you. So for me personally, I'm done with Joe Button. I'm done with Joe Button Network podcast all shit. I'm not not that it means anything, but I've unsubscribed. I don't even want to be a supporter of the nonsense that you got going on. And I did that before the sexual harassment shit came out, but it's just like it's just so dumb and so typical of men to just like shoot themselves in the foot. And it's just like, yeah. have we learned nothing? Like, yeah, no, two, we know we haven't. Two million and your friends is better than. 2.8 million and everybody <laughs> looking at you like you crazy. I don't know why people don't view it like that, but it's the truth. So so you know, this further serves the narrative that he's unraveling. Like you sat on a podcast for 90 minutes and sexually harassed this girl at various points where she had like nine different timestamps on top of the fact that you allegedly straight told her, I mean, I don't know why Olivia acting like this. She know I want to fuck her. I've been wanted to fuck her and that got deleted from the podcast. You can't say that to your employee. Yeah. You can't even say that to a guest on a podcast. Right. You can think it. Can't really say that. Yeah. Harassment works kind of wild. Like harass. Here's what people need to understand, gentlemen out there, because I know black men always the last ones to know some shit. So once upon a time, because I worked in corporate, I did corporate training on sexual harassment when I got onboarded to Enterprise and when I got onboarded to ADP, which in both companies, they all fuck each other. But that's a whole nother fucking story. Mm -hmm. They had a term for it at Enterprise called elationships because literally everybody was dating everybody because you spend so much time at work. You spend 50, 60, 70 hours at work. Who else you going to talk to like that in my job? And relate to other than somebody that worked where you work. So the old standard for sexual harassment, this is up until 2010. The old standard for sexual harassment was repeated unwanted sexual advances or attention. Mm -hmm. Meaning, <clears throat> I come to work, I see Letitia, she got them titties out. I say, damn, you got them titties out. Them girls looking nice. They probably taste like honeysuckle. And she says, damn, nigga, what the fuck? You want some bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Technically, I harassed her, but that's not sexual harassment because it only happened one time. Now, when I come back and say, damn, you got them titties and that ass out today. God damn, I'm taking you in the bathroom and put my dick on your yeah. face or something like that. Now, she goes to HR. She has a, a, a repeated instance of me making unwanted sexual advances to her. I'm out of here. Right. Not even really pending any type of investigation or whatever. I'm just out of here. <laughs> Nigga, you're out. Right. Because, again... Punitive damages, and there's the big pockets theory of lawsuits, meaning the person involved in a lawsuit goes after the person with the most money. So they're not just going to sue Chad Fain, the sexual harasser. They're going to sue Enterprise Rent-A-Car, the corporation also. Bad John. Bad John. Bad press. What type of toxic work environment are we fostering? Blah, 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 blah. At some point, and this is, this is why I'm presenting y'all with some new information. At some point, the standard changed to any 
unwanted sexual advances, harassment, innuendo, touching, uh, contact, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. is sexual harassment from the first incident. So now you don't get a mulligan no more. There is no more mulligan. From the rip, you do or say some inappropriate shit, you're out of there. You're done. With no, it's no over, it's no, hey, let's look into this. It's you're out of there. God forbid they have a witness. You're out of there and we might kill you. <laughs> like we, we might call them people. We might call the people to, to get you up out of here. You might yeah. go straight to jail and not collect $200. Real shit. You might not get a last check. So... This is why I say the downside to a situation like this is so much more worse and robust than the upside of, oh, yeah, now you know I'm fucking to John Olivia. Like, yeah. like nothing good comes from Nothing good comes from that. And then you got to deal with potential fucking a chick that you work with. That shit is horrible. Mm-hmm. You got to see this bitch face all the time. Yeah. You're bugging. You're bugging, bugging. You're bugging. So, yeah, it's been a bad week for uh, <laughs> for, yeah. for Joe Budden. We ain't even make it to a whole week yet. So, yeah, man, overall, like, it's a lot. This 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 Joe Budden situation is, is multi-pronged, and uh, it's coming at him from everywhere at this point. And, um, you know, this should be a lesson to, you know, just handle situations differently and approach, approach things with, like, less angst and inappropriateness going forward. And, um... You know, uh, prayers, shout outs go out to Olivia Dope, man. I'm sorry that you had to experience that, uh, you know, given the situation. And normally I don't jump out the window like this when situations like this present itself. But she was very specific and very tactful and everything that she had to say regarding this situation. She came with facts. She came with supporting evidence. She came with, you know, conjecture, everything. And, uh, you know, it looked like he did that shit. So it's a bad job, man. So. That uh that that whole situation over there, they got some uh some 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 cleaning up to do. Have you been paying attention to this whole Ross and Meek situation? Very much so. Bizarre. It's, it's not bizarre, but it's bizarre. It, I mean, it's it's normal hip hop. It's shit, normal rap shit. But you would think that not from them too. No. And for those of you that don't know, there's a rumor swirling around. Um. That basically like Meek and Ross have been at odds for quite some time now and that it all surrounds Meek's attempt to get out of his contract with MMG and go out on his own and I guess broker a new deal. Either that or be signed directly to Atlantic. The problem with this is that number number one, there's a contract. Um, but as we know from, you know, Uncle Stunner, every contract can, can be, be recontracted. recontracted. Yes. Uh, the next day, <laughs> sometime. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> How much we signed for? Oh, no, I need some more money. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, it's one of them situations where I look at it like Meek is a guy that outperformed all of his contracts. I can believe that. Outperformed everything, like Ethica MMG like everything that he's been a part of has been much more successful probably than he or the people that he went into business with thought it was and the contracts were probably written in a way to where it's like yo if you if he make it here he'll be okay the thing is the nigga made 40 million dollars yeah. <laughs> on the overall so it's like when you do that though it's misleading because 
it leads you to think that your situation may be better than it is because you're outperforming the contract and you made more than expected because you're looking at it from a like a I came from nothing standpoint as opposed to when you really examine it and you like, yo, I'm one of the only niggas that's doing like 250, 300 my first week when I put an LP out and I'm going like double, triple platinum on an album and then six million on a single with Drake and four million on a single with Nicki and this and this and this. I should be way more successful than this. And then that's where like the auditing comes into play. So in that scenario, you know, now, you know, once you go from homeboy management, homeboy PR, homeboy security, homeboy everything to like really having a rock nation be your primary day-to-day managers and they get the auditing shit and pulling up documents and accounting. It happens with every same shit with Meg Thee Stallion when she signed with the rock. Yeah. You know, Carl Crawford was on some, you know what I'm saying? We need to look at the books. That's the first thing we need to do is view the books. What the fuck been going on and what is going on now? Right. Same thing happened with Uzi. Hey, you got problems with these niggas. We believe you. We handling your touring already. Come over here. Let us handle everything. We going to get to the bottom of this shit. Sure enough. Hey, y'all on some drama drama and canon. Y'all on some bullshit. Maybe y'all not, but y'all could have handled this better if y'all knew y'all had the next Lil Wayne under y'all hands. Y'all could have handled this better. So we just going to take over from here. Y'all niggas take this, sit back, shut the fuck up, and we deal directly with Craig Cowman as far as putting out Uzi albums. I would imagine it's the same thing for Meek. Hey, Ross, like you, love you, but you ain't part of this incubator over here. So we got to do what's in the best interest for our artists. He's still on a new artist deal structure. His points ain't increased. His advances ain't increased. Like he coming off fucking a number six album, number six song in the country, number one album in the country, double triple platinum album, six million single with Drake. Uh, the, the intro <laughs> was platinum. Like, what the fuck, dog? And Ross' whole thing is Ross going dig his feet in the sand and hold strong because he don't have shit else going on in the music business. He's not even signed to his own label deal. He signed to fucking Epic. Yeah. So Meek is on an island at Atlantic by himself where it's like, yo, why am I the only one still bearing this MMG flag while they got dropped, which voided all of his deals with Ross and with Atlantic. And then he went across the street to Warner, which is their parent company, and signed a label deal with them. Mm. So Wale is in a better financial position as far as his music business goes than Meek is because he signed to himself. Yeah. And he cut Ross in just on a, look at yo, you saved me, but I'm going to cut you like a vanity percentage that you put the imprint on there. But that's probably 10, 15%. And he didn't have to do it. He did it because he wanted to do it. But everything was on his terms. And they told him he would be the flagship artist on Warner, which I don't think that was a lie. Looking back, he haven't really done much since he'd been over there. Um, but... His business setup is right so that when and if he does put something out, he's guaranteed to make money. Yeah. Meek finds himself in a situation where, you know, it's the, it's the same old shit from day one, I would imagine. I haven't seen his contract, but I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, Meek's album went gold in like fucking five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So it's like, you know, when you put those types of numbers up and you come from... You know, you a transitional artist from like the CD era to now the streaming shit, and you kept your CD buying fans on top of this new streaming audience. Like, you're gonna make money. Look at J. Cole, look at Kendrick Lamar, look at Drake, look at Lil Wayne, look at Nicki Minaj. Like, 
You got certain motherfuckers that was holdovers, Kanye West, that was holdovers from that last era that still have that core fan base that go and buy their whole album. They go to iTunes and buy the whole album. Or if they can find a fucking Circuit City or Best Buy, right. go buy the fucking physical CD or the vinyls or whatever the fuck they can. So it's created this tension to where it's like now Meek don't even want the nigga around him. Allegedly, it was at his birthday party at Live in Miami on May 11th last Friday. Ross tried to come get in the section. Meek told that nigga, fuck off. It's being reported on multiple news outlets. Academics said it, which is honestly, that's enough for me at this point because academics don't be lying on niggas. Yeah. And he was right about the whole Rory and Maul shit. He said that they was going to boycott again before it even came out. Um, and, and before that was factual to, to the viewing audience. So it's just one of them situations where, you know, it's typical everyday run of the mill hip hop shit, but it's unfortunate because from these two, and you would think that they would find a way to work it out. Whether it be like, all right, I know I owe you two more out. He can't owe the nigga more than one or two more albums. I would think. Well, Mink only has what? Three albums? Four. Four. What was the fourth Four one? albums. Championships, Wins and Losses, Dreams and Nightmares, and... Oh, the red one. Yeah. Dreams Worth More Than Dreams Money. Dreams Worth More Than yeah. Money. And that sold 250 the first week. Yeah. And that was in the midst of him beefing with, beefing with Drake and all of that yeah. shit. He did 250 first week and went platinum. So he got four LPs and then like another four EPs or whatever the case may be. And Dream Chasers 4 as a released mixtape right. through MMG and Atlantic. So it's like, yo, you can't owe the nigga but so much more unless you signed a seven album deal, which would be wild. That's like a big red records deal. Yeah. And you should have never signed that. Because you had other options. Like you could have signed with 50. You could have signed with Jim. You could have did a deal with Jim. Jim Jones was walking you in all these labels. He wasn't even going to be part of the deal. He was going to get his from the label. Right. They had all these other opportunities. So it's like if you turned around and just was straight up like, yeah, give me the give me the 10 year seven album, Jones. <laughs> You're tripping. So it's like, you know, it's either going to come to a point where they're going to have to try to negotiate out or it's going to be some sort of a buyout or what I suggested was be comfortable to make no money on this next album cycle. You went out that bad. All right, this your last album, nigga. I want double my points. So if I got 17 points or 25 percent, now I got 50 on this album. And you got nothing, but you out. You done after this. Harry, get that motherfucker out. Ross did something similar with Def Jam. Oh, this is my last year. All right, cool. Whatever y'all, I'm out of here. Signed with Epic the same week. Yeah. <laughs> the last album is out. By the way, new situation. Yeah. Epic. Like, you got to just have your ducks in a row in order to, uh, you know, to be able to navigate through that. I think it's a situation with Meek where he wants to launch his label with a Meek Mill album. Right. He has a new situation, d distro for them at Republic and all of that, which is the best label in the world. He probably see the way that they handle in other similar stars, and he probably trying to get his ass over there to Republic. Because Drake is there, Nicky's there, Lil Wayne is there, The Weeknd is there, uh, Rich the Kid was there for one quick album. He was in and out. Uh, but like, Coyle Ray is there, who's having the best 2021 out of anybody. So it's like you look at what they're doing and how they work records and how they stick with their artists. He's probably like, the grass is greener and I need to get my ass yeah. over there. And I can leverage more money in a renegotiation in the future if I'm signed to the label that my label is at. It's just crazy to think that like all good things come to an end. Every single last one. Of like, them. damn, you're like Ross and, 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 and Meek. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when the when the the uh, got so many shades they thought I had a lazy eye. What was that? Um, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. 
That shit got a hundred million views on YouTube. When that video came out, he had Ross riding a four wheeler through Philly and shit. It's just like, man, man, like, so to see y'all like uh, get the fuck out of my section. What is you doing here, boy? It, it's it's annoying. Cause it's like y'all don't got it. It's same shit goes back to Joe Bush. You you don't gotta do this. Y'all so entangled too. Like your Ross's DJ was Meek's DJ. Sam Sneak. Like y'all sharing DJ for the last two three fucking years. So it's like, mm. what DJ for you now? <laughs> like it's just little shit like that. Like you had to call a uh, boo back. Like that's a situation where honestly y'all supposed to just be able to go and like close the door, sit down, be like, look, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do X Y Z. You the little bro. You the big homie. Wooty boop boop boop. We both rich. We both go, excuse me, but we both gonna continue to be rich. Let's not look crazy for the public. Niggas are resigned to looking crazy. They Nigga, the, niggas are resigned to looking crazy. Can't get no realer than that. They let everything play out in the media, you know, and it's just like, this is a meeting, this is a phone call, this is a Zoom call, whatever. Like, y'all could figure this out. It's enough power players involved to where it's like we can get this figured out. Like y'all both have close personal relationships with Jay, with Puff, uh, uh, what's his name, Steve Stout, Swiss. It, it just like shit, Kanye, shit, Drake. It, it just there's no reason for y'all two niggas. Like the and and everything else on MMG. Let's just keep it a buck. Didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Omarion didn't work. Stolly didn't work. Wale didn't even work. But Meek worked on MMG. He worked, worked. So it just, there's no reason for y'all to be doing Like, get out of my section in the club. Like, come on, yo. In his city, though. Yeah. <laughs> in Miami, like, you mean the boss can't come in your section, like, nigga? What? Mm-mm-mm. You got anything else you want to throw out there? Nah, man. Uh, you know, like I said in the beginning, Patreon, 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 YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Other than that, man, I got nothing. We're going to head over. Uh... And uh, do no. All right, shut up. Nope. All right, I got nothing, man. Shout out to a water sponsor, uh, Liquid Death. Make sure y'all go to y'all local Seven Elevens, Wegmans, Walmart, and get that. Uh, other than that, we will uh see y'all shit maybe tomorrow at the rate we releasing podcasts. Yeah, I don't up. fucking know. Like we dropping shit every day. So real, 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 real. We'll see y'all soon. If you haven't subscribed to the Patreon already, go ahead. We are at what's that last number? Two eighty nine. I guess I didn't look. 289 subscribers. So we about 11 away from doing a giveaway. It's going to be something substantial. We ain't going to cheat y'all getting no bullshit. And we're going to be do mo doing multiple of them. Yes, multiple giveaways. And you got to be on the VIP tier in order to uh, qualify for the giveaway. Yes, definitely. So uh, that's pretty much all I got, man. Thank y'all for all of the support. Make sure y'all check out the uh, Omar Tate uh, Chef of the Year interview if y'all haven't already yet. He was a 2020 Esquire Chef of the Year. He was also pop-up of the year for Esquire, and he was on Time Magazine's 100 People to Watch for 2021. That's a br brilliant editorial-level interview that we did, man. I'm really proud of that. Matt's really proud of that. And um, that's literally our best interview to date with one of our best guests. Definitely. Other than that, man, I got nothing. Thank y'all for all the support. We're, survive, Patreon, we're, survive, we're surviving on baked Cheetos and <laughs> water right and now. Liquid death. Yo. We out. Peace. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.